0: Welcome to Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on all things Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat reporter for the Mercury News. It's Friday, so I'm opening up the mailbag to answer questions you sent in on Twitter to me at Goldberg or emailed to Goldberg at bayareanewsgroup.com. I've got questions about Kevon Looney's health, drafting a point guard, Andrew Wiggins' future, and more. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get to our first question. Wittig Lizzie writes in, How much does a fully healthy Kevon Looney change the and plans for the Warriors? If Kevon Looney is healthy, he changes a lot of things for the Warriors. First of all, he has been a full participant in mini Camp so far. Reported about that um, on Thursday. You can read that story up at the themercurynews.com. But he's saying that he's he hasn't played with this much confidence um, since his uh, third full season in the league. And look, he played before this last season, when he played just 20 games, he was dealing with a neuropathic condition, the uh, the hip injury, the ab injury. Before this season, where he played just 20 games, he played 80 games and was one of Golden State's most reliable players in the playoffs in 2018-2019. So if they can get that kind of player back in the center rotation, that's a huge development for this Team, especially on defense, where they had the fifth worst defensive rating in the league last season, getting Looney back with what he could do on the on the glass, with his ability to switch on defense is unlike anything else that the Warriors have at that position. And they already have Marquise Chris there, who is your rim rolling center, right? He he thrives with dribble handoffs on the perimeter, good ball skills, all these things. He's young. There's upside there. But with Looney, who by the way is only twenty four years old still. Um, He's he's the kind of he's a different kind of center, right? He's your defensive specialist. He, we watched him in the playoffs, playing uh, you know against the Rockets, switching on the James Harden on the perimeter, and, and being able to to hold the zone um, in, in pick and roll coverage and all these things. And having guys like that is so important in today's league with all the switching, with all the pick and roll play, with all the ball movement that there is. Guys like Looney are immensely valuable, and for, for Golden State, they're gonna continue to do this. Um, center-by-committee approach, right? Chris is going to be a part of that. Looney is going to be a part of that. And they're probably still going to have to add another guy to that mix, right? Maybe a more traditional type 7-footer, maybe a guy who could space the floor, somebody who can pass, uh, and, and things like that. But if 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 Looney isn't healthy and, and these injury concerns and, and these health issues continue to crop up, well, then you've got to then you've got a real problem, I think. Because, um, yeah, you still would have Chris maybe as your starting center, but who is that switchable guy? Who is the guy who you can play when, when you're playing the Houston Rockets or these teams that like to go small and run all that pick-and-roll stuff? Um, they're not. That's a hard player to find, and so that's going to be something that they would have to address. And I don't know that you can do that in free agency, um, considering that they're only going to have the mid-level exception available. You can sign guys to minimums, but guys like Looney... Tend to go for a little bit more than the veteran minimum. Um, So instead of adding one, or yeah, instead of adding one center, you're going to be forced to add at least two of them. And they could do something in the draft. I don't expect them to use their top pick on a center, but a guy like Anyaka Kangu out of USC, who projects as a switchable center, like he might become more of an option for Golden State um, if they pick at number two or if they decide to trade back or or something like that. Uh, Otherwise, I think that they could use maybe one of their second round picks on a center. Um, they could obviously go the free agency route, which is what I ultimately think that they'll do. So if Looney is healthy, that's huge. He's not only he's going to help uh, solidify that center rotation. He's going to help improve that defense from one of the worst five defenses in the league last year. He's going to be immensely helpful to that. Having him and Draymond Green back and healthy for the full season is going to be hugely important for them. Um, Gorov writes in. As currently constructed and with the teams that you've seen play in the bubble, which contenders do the Warriors match up well against and which contenders could be dangerous for them? This is a really great question, Um, and and something that the Warriors should be thinking about, especially as they head into this offseason, they make their draft plans and stuff. Um, I I actually think that the Warriors will match up pretty well with most of the teams if they approach this offseason the right way. I think right now the concern I would have is how do you guard a guy like Nikola Jokic with Denver? Who do you have to guard Anthony Davis when the Lakers play Anthony Davis at the center? That, to me, is a concern. Uh, I actually, I, I'm, I think, you know, the Clippers, with their guys on the wing, with Kawhi Leonard and uh, and Paul George, that's two guys that you can use to, cut, to guard Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So... Like, these are matchup concerns, but that's why I say it depends on what they do this offseason. It depends on sort of the internal development they get on guys. So against the Clippers, for example, yeah, if you've got Kawhi guarding Steph and Paul George guarding Clay, that means that Andrew Wiggins needs to really develop into an efficient uh, and legitimate third-scoring option. If he can, well, then that gives Steph and Clay a lot more relief. What happens with Eric Paschal? Can he space the floor and develop his three-point jumper? Can he become a reliable scorer? What do you do with the number two pick? Does that player become uh, one of your one of your core scoring pieces? Uh, what do you do with the TPE? Does that whoever you acquire with the trade exception can he help relieve Steph and, and Clay? They're going to need some scoring juice here uh, against teams like Denver and, and the Lakers. They're going to need size, and obviously Kevon Looney help, being healthy would be hugely valuable. Uh, you can always throw Draymond Green and Anthony Davis if if the Lakers do go small. But Draymond's not the best matchup there, nor is he the best matchup against a guy like Nikola Jokic. So you you probably want to go get one more guy who can sort of match up with those bigger centers size-wise. As far as teams that they—well, if if they do all those things, I think they match up well against anybody because you still have that court-bending presence of Steph Curry, who is a matchup nightmare just like Nikola Jokic is, just like Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and all these things. So if if Clay Thompson is healthy and he's able to guard guys like LeBron and Kawhi, uh, if Andrew Wiggins could take a step uh, in his development that way, if Jamon Green is healthy, if Kevon Looney is healthy, I think they're going to be versatile enough to match up well or well enough with most of the teams in the West. And I'm not really concerned about any one matchup. It's just whether or not they could be healthy and and they nail this offseason the way that they need to. And if this rookie can contribute meaningful minutes right away, um, I think that the Warriors have as good a chance as anybody in the Western Conference next season. Uh, I've got questions about trading down in the draft next. This is Locked on Warriors. If you didn't catch it this week, I broke down Tyrese Halliburton's potential fit with the Warriors on Tuesday's show. I spoke with Conor Letourneau from the San Francisco Chronicle about Draymond Green playing more center next season on Wednesday, and on Thursday, I spoke with Andrew Bogut about LaMelo Ball and the challenges of playing center for the Warriors. Later, I'll break down the Warriors' big board of point guards in this draft, but first, let's get to this question from Kayla, who writes in, if they trade down to around 8-11 to 11 and Devin Vassell is gone, who do they take? Uh... I think if they trade down, the target would be Devin Vassell. First of all, I don't see the Warriors trading so far back that Devin Vassell might not be an option. Going down to eight with the Knicks, ten with the Suns, that's a little that's a little too steep of a drop from the number two pick for me. Unless you're getting something crazy back in return, and when I talk about crazy, I'm not talking about like Mitchell Robinson. Like that doesn't do it for me. They already have Marquise Chris. I don't know. They don't need another rim rolling center. Um, I'm talking about like draft compensation, like if you're getting like future firsts and, and, and things like that, um, that are you know very lightly protected, unprotected, whatever it could be that project into you know future lottery picks, then that's something that I would consider. But ultimately, I think if the Warriors do trade down, I don't see them falling out of the first you know top half of that lottery, probably around five or six. And if they could stay right around there, I think Devin Vassell could definitely be an option. I think Devin Vassell could be an option at number two for them, quite frankly. But if they do move down. To that eight to eleven range, then I think you're looking at guys uh, like Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa State. Um, I think you can look at a guy like Sadiq Bay out of Villanova. Those are the type of guys I think that they could get. Halliburton might be gone by by number eight, ten, or 11, nine, ten, or eleven. But um, you know, a guy like Sadiq Bay, who the Warriors are higher on than most, um, uh, could be an option there, and he would slide in obviously at one of those combo forward spots, help space the floor. He's a good three-point shooter at Villanova, good size, very Robert Covington-like. I know a lot of Warriors fans were, were coveting Covington for a while there uh, before they made the D'Angelo Russell trade for Wiggins, but um, you know, I think he would present sort of a similar type of skill set. Um, Jion writes in, what's the possibility of keeping Wiggins? And I got another question from King Ron, though, who writes... Can Andrew Wiggins take the next step and flourish around this group of guys? So I took two questions about Andrew Wiggins here. Just really as my way of getting a, a chance to talk about Wiggins. Um, this is going to be an important mini camp for him. And, and no, Steph and Draymond are not playing, so he's not going to get more minutes with those guys. But he is going to get some time with Clay Thompson. He is going to get more time with the coaching staff. And all of that is immensely valuable. Um, I think that the possibility of them keeping Wiggins is very high, okay? This is not the D'Angelo Russell situation again. Uh, they view Wiggins as a potential core piece of this group. Positionally, he fits exactly with what they need. They need length and, and, and athleticism at that small forward position. If all of it, if if he develops within that system, he's 25 years old, by the way. seems like He's been in the league for a long time, but he's only 25. He, there's still room for development there. He needs to take a step forward defensively. He needs to be a more efficient scorer. He needs to hit wide open three-pointers. He needs to cut to the rim well. I think he could do all of those things on the Warriors, better than he did on the Timberwolves. And I think it's going to be a really good fit for him, and it's a good fit for Golden State. And so as long as that stuff works and he is doing those things, I don't see the Warriors having this a need to move Wiggins. They felt the, the same way that they had the need to move D'Angelo Russell because they had seen enough over the course of the season by the trade deadline. They were ready to, to move on. To me, that's not going to be a problem with Wiggins. Uh, on the, If he just doesn't look good, it's going to be really hard to move off of that contract, which is why it was a little risky in the first place. You'd probably have to part with a first-round pick just to get off of the the contract. But um, I I don't expect that to be the case. I don't think he'll ever be worth that $27 million-a-year contract. He's not going to be a max player, but he could be definitely a helpful player and and fit in well next to Steph and Clay and Draymond. Um, And so, yeah. I think that the possibility of keeping Wiggins is pretty high. I actually think, the, you know, to me, there's probably a greater chance of that than then trading him just because he's still viewed as a negative asset across the league. So it's, it's sort of like, you know, you, should, you just sort of do the best with what you got. And under that context, he's probably going to be a warrior for a while. You know, I, unless there's this blockbuster trade out there for Giannis or Embiid or Ben Simmons or whoever— and they, they're able to use Wiggins' contract as sort of a building block to match salaries. Outside of, basically, outside of a superstar demanding a trade to Golden State, Wiggins is probably going to be on the Warriors, okay? Um, and, and, I, and I think they have been encouraged what they saw at the end of last year, encouraged with what they've seen so far in minicamp, and, uh, and I think they're hoping that he could be a core part going forward. Jay writes in, It's crazy no one's talking about Jonathan Simmons, who is in our G League. He could be a cheap bench option next year. Uh, Jonathan Simmons... He got a lot of play when the Warriors first signed him to the Santa Cruz team in, in, you know, their G League squad down in Santa Cruz. Um, There's a reason he's in the G League, okay? Uh, He kind of flamed out in Orlando. um, Couldn't really stick in the league after his, you know, brief stint with the with the Spurs. But he's 31 years old. He's not as athletic as people think. He's long. He's not as big as you think. He can't really do anything on offense and he's good and he's he's okay defensively, like he's serviceable, but he's not in this elite defensive stopper where like he's not Andre Roberson. He's not Marcus Smart, where he's so good defensively that you just deal with him maybe not being much of a factor on offense. By the way, Marcus Smart has becoming a factor on offense as we've seen in these Eastern Conference Finals, but I'm talking about old Marcus Smart. Um and I, I just don't see Jonathan Simmons having that sort of impact on the defensive end. And so it's not He's a very just sort of blah kind of player. I think the Warriors value his uh, veteran leadership on that G League team. I think they value his versatility on that G League team. He, he's going to be a versatile big body for them um, in this mini camp. But I don't really see him as an option. I think they would rather have Juan Toscano Anderson, who's at least younger, right, than... Then a guy like Jonathan Simmons, I just, I don't view him as really a guy who can even crack the rotation next year for the Warriors or or maybe for any team in the NBA at this point. I mean, a lot of teams have already tried. Uh, let's take a quick break um, and then get to our next questions. But first, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. If you're like me, when you get hungry, you can make bad decisions. But the best way to avoid blowing your diet is to be prepared. That's why I always have a box of Built Bars in the kitchen. Not only is this the best tasting protein bar I've ever had, it's the most healthy, and it fills me up while I'm busier, I'm on the go. With 18 amazing flavors, including new flavors, like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and soft and easy to chew. They taste like a candy bar, but they're low calorie and low sugar, while also being high in protein and fiber, making them perfect for keto and other low carb diets. So go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order, plus a free cooler with purchase, while supplies last. Again, that's promo code LOCKED ON for $10 off at builtbar.com. If you haven't already, now is a perfect time to hit that subscribe button to get episodes of Locked On Warriors automatically every day. Joseph writes in What about adding Isaiah Thomas? Could he work as a scoring option off the bench? Um, I think there might be a need for the Warriors to address the backup point guard spot. Uh, this offseason, especially if they don't draft a point guard at the top of this draft or a guy who can really handle the ball and sort of play that backup point guard type role. I don't think they're going to do it with Isaiah Thomas. Uh, I, The injury concerns are one thing, and that, that to me is enough of a consideration where the where the Warriors would not want to touch Isaiah Thomas. The other problem is that, yeah, he could be a good scorer. I don't think that that's what they're going to need off of the bench. I think really what they need is a veteran presence, a facilitator, and, and a guy who can guard his position, and 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 potentially play next to Steph Curry, right? We know with, you know, the backup ball handlers of the past, guys like Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala, who would be able to run second-unit offenses when Steph Curry was on the bench, they were able to also play alongside Steph. Isaiah Thomas and Steph, that's that's way too much size that you're giving up in that backcourt. Isaiah Thomas might be the one of the worst defenders in the league just because of his size. Um... I I think that if you're Golden State and you're trying to address that backup point guard spot, you gotta do it with a more of a defensive minded guy. I like a guy like uh, Michael Carter Williams. Always kind of stuck out to me as a guy who could work for the Warriors off the bench, especially if you're playing him next to, you know, other scorers like score first type players like Eric Paschal or even Andrew Wiggins or guys like that. Um, and by the way, Andrew Wiggins is, could potentially have a big role as as an additional ball handler if 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 and when he's playing when Steph is on the bench, but. um you know, a guy like Michael Carter Williams, he's long. He can guard his position. He can guard a couple different positions. You could potentially play him next to Steph Curry if you need extra ball handling with without sacrificing defense. Um, that to me is a guy who makes more sense for them. But uh, Isaiah Thomas probably not an option. No, not for, not for the Warriors right now. Basketball scouting Brazil Twitter account writes in, how do you think their point guard board looks like? Uh, who do they prefer between Halliburton Hayes? And Lamelo Ball. First of all, I think they like Halliburton more than both Killian Hayes and Lamelo Ball. Halliburton just makes more sense for them. Um, he's uh, the better defender of that entire group. He's a he's a very good defender, great team defender. He's he can. There's room for improvement as a one-on-one defender, but he's serviceable there already. And he just he hits shots from the outside. He's really smart, uh, super high basketball IQ. I actually just talked with his coach Steve Prom at Iowa State this week. And he just was raving about the guy, about just his leadership skills, his, his culture in the locker room, um, all the things that he brings to the table and the fact that he is so efficient in a low-usage role. I think that, to me, is what stands out when, I, when, when you watch Halliburton play. He's so mature on the court. He knows exactly what he wants to do, and he is so efficient. And he doesn't demand the ball. And if you're talking about a point guard on this Warriors team, at the top of the draft, a guy like LaMelo Ball, is going to need the ball to be effective. He can't space the floor off the ball. He's not a good defender. He needs the ball to be effective. What he does is pass, so he needs the ball initially to be effective. Killian Hayes, very similar. More of a score-first guy than a pass guy, Uh, but raw as a score. Reminds me a little bit of D'Angelo Russell, honestly. Um, You know, he can shoot it from the outside. He can get to the rim. You, You like his size, and he projects as a good defender, but he's more of a coulda, woulda, shoulda guy. Never really has a proven track record of being a great defender or really even an efficient scorer. Okay, I like his upside for certain teams, but not for Golden State because if he's going to hit that ceiling, he needs the ball in his hands and he needs a chance to develop. But with a guy like Halliburton, you could play him off the ball. You could—he's not going to be. You're not worried about getting touches for him because he's going to affect the game off the ball with his spacing, with his cutting, with his defense. And but and he could be a cog within Golden State's offense, right? He's going to be able to pass the ball, move the ball around, uh, and, and take advantage. Of opportunities that the defense gives him in an efficient way. If I were to rank these three guys, I think it would be Halliburton as far as away number one on Golden State's big board as far as, far as point guards are concerned. With Lamelo Ball as a distant second, and then and Killian Hayes behind Lamelo. Um, honestly, I just I don't see Lamelo or Hayes as a realistic option for Golden State if they are going to draft a point guard in this draft. It would be Tyrese Halliburton. Um, all right. Thank you to everybody who submitted questions. That'll do it for today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. Thank you to Built Bar for sponsoring today's show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WCGoldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Have a great weekend.